Yesterday we were reflecting on Paul's letter to the Romans and uh, chapter 8, where St. Paul talks about the, the new identity, the new way of understanding, the new way of living uh, that God brings about in us through the Holy Spirit. Paul and Simon and Jude and all of the apostles are, of course, examples to us of what this new self, this new identity looks like. Today, uh, we again are hearing from St. Paul, this time to in his letter to the Ephesians. And today, Paul gives us a little bit more of an idea of what this new identity actually looks like in practice. Right? This is, of course, one of the things that Paul is constantly doing throughout all of his letters. He what Paul does often is he draws a contrast between the old self, the old way of thinking and living, and the new self, our, our, our new spiritual identity as, as sons and daughters of God. He's constantly drawing this contrast, what the, the, the difference between the two. And, and, of course, the reason he does that is he's trying to help the early Christians to, um, to embrace the new thing that God has done in them and God is constantly doing in them. He's saying you can let go of that old way of thinking now and embrace the new thing that God's doing in you. You can live according to that. And so today he gives us a, a practical way about how, how we can do that, how we can continue to truly really embrace the new thing that God's doing in us. He says, you are a part of a building that has the apostles and the, and the prophets for its foundations and Christ Jesus himself for its main cornerstone. Now, in the letter of the Corinthians, remember, Paul talks about the church as a body. He says the church is, is the body of Christ. And, and all of us are various parts of the body. And Christ is the head. And as we work together, we, we, we work towards Christ as the head. Today, he gives us a different image. Similar message, different image. This time it's an image of a building. He says we're all parts of a building. And the apostles are the foundation, and Christ is the cornerstone. The point that Paul is making is that when God redeems us, when he makes us a new creation, when he gives us a new identity, he, he draws us into a network of relationships. We're no longer our own, or just for ourselves, or living these independent lives. <laughs> we're, we're drawn, part of our identity is that we're, we are part of a body. We're part of a building. We're part of a, a network of relationships. And, and Paul is saying that these relationships are critical if we want to keep living and growing as sons and daughters of God. Today he says, you're no longer, you're no longer aliens or foreign visitors. You are citizens like all the saints. You are part of God's household. You must see yourself in that way, part of a network of relationship, no longer your own little Wendy running around or own little Peter running around. <laughs> when we survey the church throughout history, it's very evident that when Christians are living in communion with one another and when they're committed to one another, that's also when the church has been most fruitful and most powerful. Paul says today, every, as every structure is aligned on him, 
all grow into one holy temple in the Lord. And you too in him are being built into a house where God lives in the spirit. You see, it's, it's as, we, as we recognize that we're all part of this building, using this image today, uh, that's when we create a structure where God can come and do what God does. That's what, what Paul's recognizing here. We see a great, great example of this in the gospel today. Jesus had just chosen all of his apostles and then immediately they come down to the level ground and in the presence of his apostles and in the presence of a large gathering of his disciples, what happens? The healing power of God starts to be manifest and starts touching the lives of all the people that were gathered in the presence of the apostles and the disciples. That's where God's work really started to move. I've seen this time and time again in my own life, in the lives of others, that when, when we are purposefully engaged with other Christians, when we're doing life together, when we share a commitment to going on a journey of faith together, that's when God can do his best work in us and through us. That's when the healing happens. That's when uh, we grow closer to Jesus and we're strengthened and we're equipped to go out and bless others just like the apostles uh, did in their own lives. I think of the men's group here in the parish, been going for 30-something years. Just a small group of men gathering regularly, praying together, sharing life together and how that's strengthened them and how that's helped guide them along the journey. So who are those people in your own life right now that, that you're sharing the journey of, of faith with? And that we're sharing their journey with you. Who are those people who you're able to pray with, to reflect on God's word with, share your joys and your struggles with within a Christian mindset? Who are those people who strengthen you and support you on your journey of faith and who you can do likewise for? It doesn't have to be many people, but it does have to be a sense of commitment, of being caught up in this network of relationship. That's, of course, the purpose of our small groups here in the parish, and we're going to be talking more and more about that in coming months. We want to provide opportunities for you to help you to get together with people of a like mind and similar states of life where you can really go on a journey together. You can live out more, more and more fully your identity as sons and daughters of God.